Comic Book Club News gives you the comic book news you need to know first thing in the morning every weekday in the form of digestible three to five minute long podcasts. Comic Book Club News recaps breaking news stories from Marvel, DC Comics, and beyond Monday through Friday. New episodes drop 6 a.m. ET in the Comic Book Club News feed so they're ready for you when you're ready for the day. Comic Book Club News. You hear it second or third, possibly fourth. show that takes place in Riverdale, but after dark. After dark is when people gotta sing! <laughs> I'm Alex. I'm Justin. I'm Pete. And we are going to be talking about the all-singing, all-dancing episode of Riverdale that just aired this week. Um, or if you're listening to it later, whenever. Um, this episode was crazy! Now, it was amazing, insane, and I... I was when it started. I was like, "Oh God, I'm gonna hate this because it's gonna be nonstop singing." But nope, it was amazing. But it was nonstop singing. Yeah, uh, I would say there was some stops. (laughs) There was some some stops. stops. I'm curious about this. What? How do you guys feel about musicals? Pete seems like you're not a fan. Not a fan. Um, I like some musicals. If old fashioned musicals, not a huge fan of. Sure. Um, What? Like what? Like musicals I like. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, the, the recent production of Pippin was very good from like two or three years ago. Um, uh, Hamilton, I uh, love that. Okay. Uh, that's not I haven't a, heard of it. Not a crazy opinion to have. <laughs> um, uh, what's it called based not, on the comic not, book? Not a play, though. Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark? Nope, not that one. <laughs> uh, well, anyway. Okay, we've established why, why that. You, why are you attacking me? Musical is a fine uh, form of entertainment. Yeah, I love musicals. All of them, all the time. Let's do nope. this. Musicals forever. So then we got the lay of the land there. Uh, let's do a little bit of recap for what's going on in Riverdale because it's been a couple of weeks since the last episode of the show. So uh, Archie is dating Veronica. Uh, he has been getting deeper and deeper with the Lodge family to the point where they gave him a car and making him Veronica's driver for some reason. <laughs> so that's pretty cool. A lot of great romances. Romeo started as Juliet's driver. <laughs> uh, also, the Lodge's have been uh, buying up land throughout town. In the meantime, Hermione Lodge is running for mayor opposite Fred Andrews, who is also running for mayor. Uh, Jughead and Betty are back together. uh, And uh, Betty has been dealing with stuff with her brother Chick, who moved back into town last episode. They forced him out of the house. So Alice Cooper, specifically Alice Cooper, forced him out of the house because it was too dangerous to have him there. Yeah, because he's a creepy, creepy dude. All right. Chill it out, bro. 
Uh, and let's see what else. Cheryl is the big thing. Oh, Cheryl, Cheryl was said to the Sisters of the Quiet Mercy because she had, according to her mom, deviant tendencies. She was broken out by Veronica and Tony Topaz, and Tony and Cheryl finally kissed. They're a couple. Uh, and mama. Cheryl ended the episode swearing to burn the whole town to the ground. One yes. other quick thing uh, with Alice Cooper. She is dating Jughead's dad, FP, F Palace, as we call them. Yeah. And then she got, a, uh, got broken up with her husband, Hal. Hallis, as we also call that. <laughs> yes. And uh, yeah, so I think that brings us up to speed. Let's jump into it. This it was amazing. I don't even know where to start because there's so many we things. We got to start with out. the play. We got to start with the casting and how that all went down. Uh, so we start with a song. Uh, yeah. Very fitting. The girls sing a song. The boys sing a song. What do you pick up here is that Archie is still very stupid. Uh, (laughs) It's a fun uh, little number They're singing Yeah, so it starts with Archie is doing shirtless push-ups The best kind uh, Which is amazing Over a script uh, Which is, uh, like I said This again, my theory is He is only able to think with his shirt off That's how he is able to memorize all of his lines He takes his shirt off My brain isn't working so well Mind if I get a little comfortable (laughs) Yeah, and it's great Uh, Just uh, to set the stage also, so to speak Good, good Thank you Oh, so good, Alan (laughs) Oh my god This is an actual musical. There was a failed musical called Carrie the Musical that was on Broadway. Everybody kind of hated it at the time, but it's gained this cult status. Roberto Aguirre-Sacasa, who show runs Riverdale, loves Carrie the Musical, decided to use it. And it's great. Like It works so well for the characters of the show without having to jump backwards to make it work, which is so nice. It felt nice when it just, especially with something that's such a big swing, like doing an all-musical episode, to have it really fit in with the tone of the show uh, pretty easily, and then the actual character arcs was yeah, really Yeah, I sweet. was really surprised how smoothly it fit in, because yeah, I was like, fantastic. this is going to blow. Yeah. Uh, and I didn't like any of the singing, but the other stuff happened, and uh, that was fine. Right. So, so everybody's pretty good singer, except yeah. Archie, who's like, yeah, come on, let's yeah. go. Archie was trying to like doop, rap doop, sing. Doop, I don't know doop, what that doop, was. Doop. Yeah. Uh, which was hilarious. Uh, very fun. Archie. We do. A, it's a classic montage. We see where the characters are, and then we get to the big dumb thing that Archie did, which is hiding the fact that he has a car from his dad. He parks the car a little bit around the corner yep. and gets into it every day. In the, the smallest town in America, Archie thinks he's going to hide a car <laughs> from his dad. Yes. Well, his dad doesn't go around that corner. His dad instead tries to really angle to work on school musicals. But <laughs> yeah. I guess we'll get to that in a moment, too. Well, speaking of that, we get right into the, the, the musical where an adult woman, Alice Cooper, is playing a role in the high school musical. Well, okay. All right. I, I know we're This show doesn't give a fuck about reality. <laughs> but I want to talk about Kevin like having such a powerful role in this. I mean, he's doing he's the He's the director. Casting. Yeah. He's doing the casting. And also, the Kevin's assistant was amazing in this episode. Kevin had like a little assistant dude, and that dude was also amazing. Here's the thing. Kevin Keller plays it cool, but he is a messy bitch who loves drama. I think <laughs> what the fuck? He is. I he mean, is. he, the entire show, he's like, well, let's not tell people about the Black Hood. It's all good. Yeah. Well, I'm going to just tell you these very clear Directors secrets about Directors have to make tough everybody. decisions. It's uh, the amount of yeah. stuff that Kevin Keller does about where he's everybody's just like, eh, you're cool, Kevin. But well, he's in charge of uh, the sinking ship of the a Titanic sized sinking ship of the uh, sure, Riverdale High true. School musical. Uh, I do want to mention one small moment that happens after they end the musical number is everybody's running and dancing and singing and coordinated time, and they all sit down on the chairs, and then there's this shot of just like one creaky chair, and somebody's like, "Oh, it's Fags." 
And, yeah. they, and they're like, oh, hey, fags. And that's yeah. it. It was just this weird, perfect button on it that... The, I, I don't know. I don't know why that jumped out to me in particular. Well, but it felt like, very comic booky. It felt like a little like uh, sort of the mod, the current Archie sure. run right, by Mark Wade sort of has that sort of like little joke in the background moment. Right. Yeah. There's there's no reason for fags to be there necessarily yeah. other than like, sure, also he is here. Yeah. And I uh, think that's what jumped out to me about it. it. It was upsetting, though, that Jughead was just the role of cameraman. He was just a cameraman in right. this episode. He's so, a creep. Yeah, he was just filming everything. He wasn't a part he of it. He loves that shit. And even like the POV stuff, I was just like, oh man, this is. So bad. Kevin asks Jughead to document the whole thing. I do wonder if part of that is the fact that Cole Sprouse, who was on Disney shows for years, specifically said, please, I don't want to dance and sing. Please yeah. don't make me dance and sing. I will do it for you, but if I cannot do it, that would be great. I read an interview where he was talking about this. Uh, and so they don't have him do it. But it's such a weird extra added element that I feel like doesn't actually add anything to the episode to have Jughead be doing this documentary at the same time. Yeah. Do you guys disagree? No, it, it, it was feel- weird that he wasn't. It was. If you're not going to sing, fine, great, thank you for not singing. But like, yeah, you got to participate in some way. Just having him be a cameraman was driving me insane. It felt like um, it felt like they were going for like a found footage horror movie feel. So yeah. I get that, but they never really committed to it. Yeah, it was uh, like in a way. So there and wasn't. Yeah. It feels like it's something that they're going to go back to in the next couple of episodes. We'll get to this in a moment. But particularly the last scene, there's a lot of stuff going on. There's a lot of clues to where things are going to end up. And I think that's the whole reason for the tape. Like, nothing else going on in the episode is important other than what Jughead gets from that last scene. But we'll get to that in a moment. Uh, So we have uh, Betty harshing on Veronica. Clear a split between those two, which is... um, uh, not great. Um, yeah. The- well, here's another thing that I really liked about the episode is it was much less about the couples and much more about the friendship. Friendships yep. and, and repairing. Also, the, the very- Chuck is in the play. Yes. Yes. That's that's probably important to note as well. Uh, in case you don't remember Chuck, he was pretty abusive to the women of yep. Riverdale. He was giving them sticky maples which meant posting their pictures on Instagram with a bunch of maple syrup on it. And, yeah, yeah they were just Disgusting. like, yeah, Chuck, it's Gross. cool. You can be back. And I was like, what? Well, well there was his- an episode yes. earlier this season where Chuck sort of said, hey, I want to make amends. I realize I was a jerk. And they sort of don't really let him back in everyone's good graces. And then he is here again, and everyone is, is not He's playing the villain. Him. Was Reggie in this? No, no, I didn't see him. Man, they keep Reggie out of everything. Yeah, well, that's like Chuck feels like right. a Reggie. Yes, uh, I so. would like to talk about like how Cheryl, like when people were talking about like in the beginning, like oh, I'm Cheryl stands up, I'm going to be playing Carrie, and it was like oh, it was such a great Cheryl moment. I right. Just, so Cheryl immediately does what Cheryl always does, yeah. which she stands up. Uh, right at the beginning, like you're saying, and immediately jumps into a musical number, which mm-hmm. is big and bold and brassy. Uh, and then at the end of that, she almost dies when a sad bag hits her. Yeah, right. classic theater disaster. Then it's revealed to us, or rather Kevin reveals it to Jughead, that the Black Hood is back, or at least somebody pretending to be the Black Hood sent a note saying, you recast. need to recast, get rid of and Cheryl. Or thinking it's Barb, which I was like, fuck you, don't try to print this on Barb. So... There's a bunch of stuff that's happening this episode, but again, it is so amazing to me that so many people in this town care what's going on with the high school musical. Yeah. 
that well, especially Adger- like a serial killer yeah. who has been killed. Right. A serial killer who's been killed. That's one thing. Also, Fred Andrews is like, I got to get that high school musical account. Otherwise, my yeah. business is going to fall. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. He needs to build the sets <laughs> yes. for high school music. I mean, to be fair, it does feel like a big budget. Uh, high school production. The costumes sure. are sick. They're very nice. And as we find out later through a really expository line, uh, they're forced to perform in all of them all the time. Uh, Veronica explains that like three quarters of the way through the episode. She's yeah. like, wow, it's really great to be in costume all the time. Thanks, Kevin. Good idea. Right. But uh, so anyway, uh, they get into it. Uh, we get one very interesting pairing. We get a little bit of a Barchi pairing going on. Uh, yes, uh, which I think is a big reveal. Yeah, I, I think we're worried. getting close to Barchi. I, I was, I you was, don't like that? No. Why? No. It's coming. It's coming, Pete, don't. and you have to be prepared for no. it. No. The way that Archie says he walks up to Betty and he's like, hey, isn't it funny how we're boyfriend and girlfriend? Is a very typical dub Archie line of yeah. he wants to be boyfriend I was and so worried that in the play they would have to kiss and then, like, oh, I was, oh. They've already kissed in reality, and they're going to kiss again, Pete. So get ready. I, Open up. Not, yeah, they're going to fuck, not Pete. Ready. I'm not and then they're going to have a baby. Then they're going to. That's what happens. Don't, don't make shit up. They're going to fuck, and you're going to be there. You, Pete LePage, <laughs> is going to be in Riverdale watching them. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> uh, right before that, we get a good Betty and Veronica song, which I thought was cool. Veronica yeah. giving off a lot of Mila, Mila Kunis in that 70s show vibes. Um, <laughs> then we get uh, we get Hiram having a lot of another one of his hushed breakfasts where he talks about his evil shit. Yeah, and uh, he has a wickedly devilish idea. Yeah, after Ooh. he finds out that Archie hasn't told his dad about the car. Um, I, by and the way, then, I want to put a, like a little bit of a pin in this because we should talk about it before the end of the episode. Uh, so just kind of think about this in the back of your head. Who was the best singer in the episode? We'll Ooh, come back to that. Great, later. I love that. Uh, we get some F Palace uh, stuff happening. Yeah, uh, this is messed up. Yeah. Uh, uh, FP is, uh, and Alice, their relationship seems to be sort of a little bit... On again? Uh, on again. It's, de- it's definitely on again, as we saw in previous episodes. Uh, but a little rocky. Uh, she goes up to, to, to him at Cho- Pop's Chocolate Shop. Yeah, and, and he's busy. Like, why can't you cut him some slack? It feels no, very much like they're playing out their high school lives as adults. Uh, he's I was really upset her. He's not how busy. She... He's avoiding her. Yeah, but, like, she, he was like, hey, listen, I'm kind of dealing with something. And then she was like, fine, it's completely off. And I was like, oh, no. I like them. I like the two of them together. I like the two of them together, too. And he clearly, by the end of the episodes, regrets what happened. Yeah. But he's clearly having morning after regrets. That's Well, I don't know if that... Wow. I don't know what else is going on, because it feels like it's something else he's not ready to deal with. But I was just upset that he kind of dismissed her so quickly after they were having fun. Should we, we play this out? Because then we see Hal comes back to town, and Hallis is back on. That. Half Palace is out. Alice is on. That made me super mad. Yeah. Betty, uh, parent traps her parents uh. and gets them back together. Uh, Hal is a changed man. Pro- don't buy it. Don't buy it. Do you think it's any coincidence that when Hal comes back to town, the Black Hood also comes back to town? Fuck no. Yeah, dog. I've been saying how's the Black Hood since day one. Uh, I've been saying since day two. Yeah, that's right. Because you heard me do it on day one, uh, yeah. and you were like, that's a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give that's how that days idea. work. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so that is a bummer that they got back together, particularly because I don't trust Hal at all, and he does nothing but yell at his children. Yes. Also, his reaction, uh, he finds out the chick is not his kid, and his reaction is something like, I think I always do. 
Yeah. When it's been three weeks, maybe, mm-hmm. since yeah. he found out, something like that. Uh, anyway, I don't like that Hal guy. Well, yeah, there's stuff. Either. We get a, a Cheryl and uh, and Josie makeup song. Oh, yeah. yeah that was awesome. It's nice. Uh-huh. Uh, Betty, <clears throat> Betty goes after Veronica just out of nowhere, uh, tears her down. Yeah. Friendships in tatters. Yeah. Uh, and then also we had the Mr. Lodge was being a dick. Like waving the car around in front of Luke Perry. Well, let's talk about the scene. How do you feel yeah. about the Lodge Andrews rivalry at this point? Because this is obviously a major facet of the season. Um, I, the way that Hiram tells uh, tells Fred Andrews about Archie having the car was, was such a dick <laughs> yeah. move. It was such a dick move. But it was and like I was too so proud obvious. of Archie for being like, "Fuck you, man." Guess for- what? My dad's going to win every time. Luke Perry wins. Every time, and I was very proud of Archie. That's Luke not Perry true. Is Luke, Perry, Luke Perry is a down in his luck carpenter. <laughs> he, <laughs> he loses he really almost is. every time. Well, oh my god! But he's, he's trying to run for mayor. He's clearly not like a mayor election where two people are running, and he's like the third choice. <laughs> yeah, and he's trying desperately to build sets for the high school musical, which is a thing that clearly the set department of the high school is going to do. He has nothing going for him. Well, he told a nice story about how, like, he wanted to get him a car and go to the junkyard. That was a very touching moment. Yeah, Congratulations. So, so, so buy him a cup of coffee. So, Hiram, you are a fucking dick, man. Hiram, Hiram blows up Archie's spot with his dad in yeah. the car. Uh, and Fred Andrews is like, what about our jalopy, blah, blah, blah. I, th- I wanted to go get a jalopy for yep. you and put it together. And then a couple scenes later, we see... The oldest car I've ever seen. Even in the comics, yeah. the car is not as old as yeah. this, like... Model T that uh, that Fred pulls out of the junkyard for Archie to drive around. <laughs> There's no way you could even register a car that old. Yeah. Well, uh, so he, he gets that. Do you want to talk about? Yeah. Your favorite so what happens episode? is uh, Archie was like, "Yo, Mister Lodge, fuck you. Here's your car." Then he goes and he like sells a bunch of stuff, goes to the junkyard and gets something that they're going to build together. And the look on Luke Perry's face. When he sees that Archie did the right thing, I started crying immediately. Holy shit, because Luke Perry is constantly on the edge of tears. Yes. This entire episode, he's like, hey, hey. It was an amazing thing that Archie did for his dad, you fucking Here's what asshole. I think happened. I think what happened was Archie took the tarp off the car, and for a moment, a brief moment, Luke Perry looked at that, and he's like, oh, my God, is this a mirror? Is that me over there? Is that what I look like? Is that my hyper-intelligent son? <laughs> and then he clearly must have been chopping so many onions because he was like, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Luke Perry is fantastic in this episode, and fuck you guys. It was a great Farchy moment. Dude, you're just, you're, <laughs> why do you guys have such a hard time with somebody who struggles in life? Oh, I like, I like Fred a lot. I just don't understand why you don't accept the fact that he's clearly the saddest character in the history of television. Fuck you. That he is, is he is 10 pounds of sad sack and a 5-pound sad sack. I bet Eeyore from Winnie the Pooh would look at Fred and be like, yo, cheer up. Yeah, come you. on, dude. Get it together. <laughs> Fuck well, you. I, to answer you honestly, last season he was a real person, and this season he's just like a human flannel shirt who walks around <laughs> being like, please buy me from this vintage store. I'm Americana. Wear me around and drip Fuck your you, man, man tears Luke, on my shit. My... is amazing. Yeah, he's great, but the character has become nope. this like, hey, no. <laughs> nope. Yes. There's probably other things we need to talk about in the episode. Definitely. So, um, Alice missing chick. Alice has a big breakdown song. 
Kevin's direction is powerful. Yeah. He makes Alice Crump go through <laughs> the biggest emotional breakdown. Of, that's why adults don't do High School Musicals because yeah. you get don't, emotional. Yeah, yeah. And she's talking I, right I thought to the Betty. scene was great. I mean, this was it was very obvious, but it's the scene of Carrie's mother singing to Carrie, uh, and Alice clearly channels the emotion. She doesn't want Betty to leave. Yeah. She thinks Chick left, Hal left, Betty's going to leave her. She's going to be totally alone. FP left her as well by working for a little bit. Uh, <laughs> he left her for a mo- bunch of milkshakes. <laughs> yes, for a moment. Uh, yeah, I thought this was really good. I mean, Madgen Ackman is great. She's definitely camping it up at points, but here she really channels the emotion of the scene, and it was awesome. It was yeah. awesome. Um, it was great. I, I like the moment. Uh, we have uh, Penelope Blossom pull Cheryl from the play. Uh, setting up Midge to take over uh, the carry role. Now, can we talk about Cheryl's situation a little bit? I mean, it's solidified by the end, but I don't understand where Cheryl's living or what's going on at this point. Uh, isn't she staying uh, with... Uh, is she, is she with staying Tony? with Tony? Yeah. yeah I think we're is. in a Shoney Chopin situation. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, that's what I thought, too. There's been a bunch of fans online, actually, who are tweeting me pictures uh, from of Tony's pants in one episode, and Cheryl is wearing them in another. Oh, oh yeah. uh, I mean, that's a subtle fan uh, nod, right there. Yeah. That's oh, absolutely. Great. I think they're putting a lot of stuff in that. I, I actually looked when I was watching the opening scene back again. I saw there's these quick cuts where they have the Cheryl and Tony thing the, the, when they're dancing in the opening number, and. Uh, I'm forgetting exactly what it is, but when Cheryl says, damn, it cuts to Tony just really quickly. And when Tony says something like, hell yeah, it cuts to Cheryl. Like There's quick little cuts like that that are super subtle, but they're doing it so well. Even if they're not full on making out in this episode, they're playing to the Chody Chopaz fad base pretty hard. And I I love that they're making their... Cheryl is like this wild character that you never know. She's a bad guy. She's a good guy. You never know what you're going to get from her. But despite that, they're able to keep this relationship fun. It doesn't get bogged down by Cheryl being mean to Veronica for some other plot point. Yeah, let's talk about the scene that happens immediately after she gets pulled for the play uh, where Tony is super frustrated and... No, not Tony. Uh, excuse me. Cheryl is super frustrated. See, I'm mixing them up. Yeah. They're basically the same at this point. Cheryl is super frustrated, and Tony consoles her. Is like, no, you are Cheryl Blossom. Yeah. You are still always going to be Carrie. Go fuck yeah. shit up. Yeah, and yeah. she does. Yeah, and she and I does. Love that. Yeah. I love that, like, Tony for Jughead was kind of the voice of reason, yeah. and in a weird way, she's the same thing for Cheryl, where she, like, yeah. she knows how to weaponize them in exactly the right oh, way. Oh, man, does she? It's Dude, crazy Cheryl, to think. I mean, Cheryl goes full carry. It's amazing. Uh, before we get to that, it's crazy to think of Jughead and Tony Topaz together because that seems so weird now because yeah. Uh, yeah. Cheryl and Tony is such a good... Such uh, a good uh, So then we're setting up for the, the climax. We get a, the dressing room song, yeah. which I was like, awesome. I truly thought that was, that was the high point song-wise. It was yeah. very well done. That was my favorite part. So it's everybody dancing. Uh, it works really well with all of the characters. They block everything really well. Yeah. Um, everybody who should be dancing is every- dancing. I everybody was like, why are we seeing the dress and not the like full thing? And then I'm like, oh. Yeah. So that was why. Uh, yeah. So uh, right after that, though, we get a cut between two different things. We get to see 
Jughead, and this is we're getting back to this tape. Jughead walks through backstage getting his final interviews or whatever. But there are so many quick little things that are happening in the background that I think we're going to come back to later. Like, yeah. there's a split second shot of Sheriff Keller passing through the background mm-hmm. and patting his son on the shoulder, then leaving. Or we swing into uh, Midge's. Not hotel room. Midge's dressing, dressing, dressing room. room. Thank you. I don't know why I can think of the word. <laughs> Weren't you a man of the theater, Alex? <laughs> Trading uh, the boards. Cheese it. Um, so we cut into Midge's dressing room, and Fags is there. And Fags is like, oh, I'm just helping her with lines. Uh, and then we get to a bunch of other things like that. Moose shows up and is super angry. Um, and then uh, the big thing, what we were supposed to focus on, is that Jughead finds a bunch of letters that were cut out by Ethel that seem to be Green the things Barb. that made the Black Hood letter. But Ethel swears. Her Ethel. What? Her name is Ethel. Barb. It's sure. Fucking Barb. Uh, Shannon Purser is the name of the actress. Pete. Barb. Anyway, uh, Ethel swears immediately. She says, no, I know what it seems like, but I'm kind of going off for my vision board. And I actually tend to believe her. Like, the way that she's delivering the lines, there's no reason for her to be like, oh, I know what this looks like. Yeah. Yeah. You know, she would say something like, it's not what it looks like, and then run out of the room. But she's pretty much immediately like, I have an answer. I have an explanation. This is what's actually going on. You might call it a red herring. Um, Yeah. We get the the moment where Cheryl, Cheryl, her carry moment, where she gets gets emancipated from her mom or demands to be emancipated. Yeah, that was crazy. I I don't know how that worked, but she covers herself in blood, takes Cheryl's into the the house, and tells her mom, you emancipate me, you leave Nana Rose alone. You and Uncle Claudius get out of this house. Yeah, that's definitely not the end of them by any means. No, oh. but Cheryl definitely won. Cheryl, the nightmare child, won this round. Yeah, and I gotta say, did. especially Pete, who last season you thought Cheryl was the ultimate villain of this show, yep. and now you couldn't be more on board. With I'm her. so it's all Cheryl. It's and unbelievable. From that high, let's keep the high going because we get to see Chick, oh. who is still very nice. <laughs> yes. What are you talking about? He was so <laughs> creepy in the dressing he room. He was so. Fr- Friendly to what everyone. Are you talking yeah. about? He l- was straight up like he almost said like I'm the murderer, like I'm the I'm the worst person in this town. No, what he no. said was like I just want to see this show. And, like, no, he did support. not. So here's one thing that He's I will say is fuck. the way that they cut the scene together. Veronica tells Chuck that he is redeemed, that he's been a perfect Victorian gentleman this entire time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I'm forgetting the exact phrase she used, but she says something like, "Well, you're not." the bad guy anymore. Right. Yeah. And then Chick pops in. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a clear indication there that like, well, maybe Chick is still kind of on the line of something. Mm -hmm. But I agree with you. At the very least, he does say he's just there to watch. Yeah. And I think he does really want to be part of the family. No, fuck you with this bullshit of like, oh, Chick's fine. He is the worst. Wow, Chick is just a nice, fuzzy little baby no, he's chicken. Not. He's yeah. a little baby chicken. He's I just want to pick him up. He just had shot of a little egg, and he so wants to anyways, sit on your shoulder. He wants to sit on your shoulder anyways. and be your friend. Uh, to your point, though, I do think that this Jughead film is going to be the focus of the next episode, almost like the Zapruder yeah. film yeah. of um, the next scene that we're about to talk about. Yeah, so the next scene is we're finally in the musical. Everybody is sitting and watching, having a lovely time watching Carrie the musical. Uh, Alice Cooper is singing on stage, and she says, Come out, Carrie, come out of your closet. And the set reveals that Midge has basically been crucified 
on the back of the stage. Yep. Scissors jabbed into her, and in blood, it seems, is written from the Black Hood, is written, I am back from the dead. I'm going to kill everybody who I missed the first time. I have returned. Watch out. And it's we a lot have, of blood. That's like a series of Oh, my of God. Lines. And everybody, <laughs> how's it going? Yeah. Uh, hey, what's up, Did guys? you miss me? XO, XO. Have a great Gossip summer. Word. There was some like legal underneath. It was written oh in very God, tiny yeah. blood. Uh, did yeah. you read all that? It was yeah, it was very, it was like copyright. Yeah. Copyright. Uh, uh, limited time only. Yeah, yeah. Uh, partic- some participation may vary. And then everybody screams and runs, and that's the end of the episode. So, oh, man. I got to say, that was great. That end reveal was fucking it was scary. Because I thought the good. top of it was going to be Cheryl. Lot, but nope. It was oh, really great. Really well done. Yeah. So we got a lot the of questions going into the next episode, I think. Uh, first, though, let's kick it off talking about who was the best singer in the episode. Who do you think was the best in the episode Cheryl. musically? Cheryl? Yeah. Best singer was Cheryl. Cheryl. Really? Interesting. What do you think, Justin? Um, I was going to say uh, Veronica. Really? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I liked the, the dressing room song, like I said, was really my, my favorite uh, part of it so I feel like and she's I liked her moment in that yeah I think Josie is easily the best singer yep. on the show right but a lot of them weren't actually singing right, yeah. if I may <laughs> yeah but uh, I was surprised by Betty I thought Betty was great yeah I really enjoyed Betty I thought she did really well um so I, I was pretty happy with that yeah yeah there you go. That, I'm excited for hopefully more Josie stuff as well sure. I just can't wait for Archie's solo album all right uh, well let's talk about the big question we're back to it who is the black hood based on this episode do you have any theories Justin uh me first well let me just say whatever Pete's about to say no it's not chick uh, he's too tiny unless he's taking some sort of super soldier serum to power up to go do. Well, let, let me interrupt and ask this. Do you think it's the same black hood or a different black hood? I think I, it's a different black hood. I think same black hood. I think same black hood as well. No. <laughs> Why does the black hood care about who's cast as Carrie? That's dumb. That's not the black I'm not going to disagree with you on that. But at the same time, I do think it's the same black hood and not a copycat. I think the guy who was killed at the end of the midseason was a red herring. I think he was forced into it, like we talked. And I think we're going to see the reveal of the real black hood, the puppet master. Uh, let me uh, let me throw this out to you. I think that uh, Ethel was actually making the notes but the Black Hood uh, came separately. Don't you put that bar- Oh, that's a good theory. I like that. Because it seems like, yes, why would the Black Hood care about the casting of the play? It yeah. wasn't Betty-focused at all. It was Cheryl. So yeah. the Black right. Hood has never expressed all the interest in Cheryl. I would also throw out that this, uh, I've been a big Hal is the Black Hood guy, as we know, but this is le- leaning me more toward Kevin, or uh, toward uh, Sheriff Keller. Sheriff Keller, yeah. Uh, as Black Hood. He was there in a weird way. It would make sense if the last Black Hood died in the prison, in the jail, mm-hmm. the police station, that I think that puts uh, Chief Keller uh, pinned on it. Uh, I will, I stay, I'll I say I still like the double killer theory. I'm a big fan of it's Sheriff Keller and Hal working together the as the Scream Black Hood. theory. Scream oh. theory. Um, I don't know. We'll see. There's not a lot of evidence for that this episode, other than the fact that we very briefly see Sheriff Keller in the episode, and he doesn't always show up, and Hal is back in town, and then suddenly the Black Hood attacks again. Um, but we'll see what happens. Pete, what about you? Yeah, I think it's a bunch of people. And, a uh, bunch of people? Yeah, it's a bunch of people. The librarian? Yes, definitely Fred, involved. Fred. Uh, 
Oh, it's everyone but Fred. Because Fred's just like, I'm <laughs> so Perry good. Is not, no, I'm so Luke good. Luke Perry is not the black hood. Yeah, no. Oh, totally. my God. That would be... That'd be a crazy reveal. The worst thing for Fred would be he got left out of being the black hood. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that would be a bad thing. So, uh, uh, sort of follow-up question. How, we only have a handful of episodes left this season. Where are we headed? Obviously, the election confrontation. Yeah. Do you think a major character is going to be murdered by the Black Hood? I think we're going to find out who the Black Hood is before the end of the season. I th- you're going to kill me for saying this, Pete. I think Fred is going to win the mayoral election yeah. and then get shot again. Oh, I agree with that. I think Fred no, is going to be on. killed. I think Fred is going to be killed by the end of the no season. No way. Luke Perry is the best part of the show. It's okay. He's going to be a force ghost for season three. Yeah. He's going to be like, Archie, take off your shirt. <laughs> you got to take off your shirt. More push-ups, Archie. I love you, man. Dude, let's yeah. make another car. You, let's make another car out Dude, of yeah, junk. Yeah, let's make fun of someone who cares about his kid, you asshole. I mean, that seems pretty shitty and dumb to me, so <laughs> don't listen to this podcast, my two kids. All right, if you want to support the show. late for I mean, that. Wait, <laughs> Betty and Veronica, motherfucker. Oh, my God, you're right. All right, this episode only, Betty and Veronica, motherfucker. Which one? Betty... All day, every day. She looked amazing in those jeans that she was wearing on stage. Oh, Jesus, Pete. Amazing. This, I don't know if you understand exactly what this is. Uh, great. Great answer. Cool. Who looked best in their jeans? <laughs> <laughs> Justin. Uh, I like all jeans. I'm going to throw it out to Alice Cooper. I'm going to oh, uh, right. take Betty and make it uh, last generation, all generations. Alice Cooper is... Uh, is the the queen of this episode? I, I think Betty and Veronica also both make really good strides. We didn't talk about this a lot, but uh, the fact that they do take steps to repair their friendship throughout the yeah, episode is nice. great. Cool. Um, I may be misremembering this, but I think Betty takes the first steps. She's also the nastiest. <laughs> yeah, she's super nasty. She goes pretty dark. Dark Betty, but baby. then she pulls herself back, which I think is good. So I'm going to go with Betty for this episode. Yeah. All right. If you like this show and other shows that we do, Patreon.com/slash Comic Book Club. Also, we do a live show every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. in uh, New York City at the Pit Loft. So come on by. We'll chat about Riverdale. Shout out to my chody homies online. Oh, you cool. guys. Oh, my God. Love you guys. That's, oh, wow. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> uh, Pete, what else do you want to plug? Friends on Facebook so you get to know about the amazing guests we have on our show. Follow us on Twitter and follow up on whatever Alex is talking about <laughs> at <laughs> Comic Book Live. Check us out at ComicBookClubLive.com for the podcast and more. And we'll see you in the dark. Pete, I just want to say that Fuck I, you. I love you, and I want to I want to build a, an airplane with you, and we can oh, fly. Oh no, no, that's a jalopy. You're talking to a jalopy. Oh, I'm sorry. You're. I just love you, my little rusted out car. <laughs>